This is Welcome to Babylon. My name's Jeremy Kendall and I'm your host. In this podcast, I discuss with various guests, news and current events through the lens of the Bible. The Bible often makes reference to this world as Babylon. And even though we live in sinful Babylon, we are called to be holy as he is holy. We're called to be different. We're called to be set apart. So let's take a look together at God's word, our instruction for life. Welcome to Babylon. Welcome to Babylon. This is Jeremy. And today we have our Christmas edition of the podcast. Christmas is a time when you are to be with the ones you love, your family. And so uh, our guest today is my darling wife, Erica. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, this is your fourth Christmas, am I right, in the sun here in New Zealand? Um, Third in New Zealand, but fourth in the Southern Hemisphere. That's right. You were in Australia. I did an Australian one. But that Um, one doesn't count, does it? No, of course not. That's right. (laughs) She's learning the Kiwi ways. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've also got a, a special Christmas this year for us because we've had our first baby boy. What yeah. are you most excited about that? Well, yeah, being a summer Christmas, I'm excited for beach time and seeing him um, just kind of interact a bit more. He's seven months old, or he will be eight months, I guess, when Christmas comes. So just seeing him interact with wrapping paper and maybe some turkey. I don't know. If we're <laughs> not sure I'm willing to share that. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, everything at that age goes into his mouth, so it's it's an exciting time for Christmas and yet a dangerous time as well. Well, today we want to talk about how uh, we as Christians should celebrate the incarnation of Jesus, as we all commonly know it as Christmas. Many Christians would actually say that the celebration has gone too far, that it's tainted uh, with paganism that we shouldn't celebrate it at all. Mm. And I can appreciate where they're coming from. Um, I personally don't take that stand, uh, but I've, uh, I've looked into this myself. I've heard John Piper share some thoughts on this, and I want to quote him. Uh, as he looks back to some of the more uh, ancient traditions uh, of, of Christmas, he says, there comes a point where the roots are so far gone that the present meaning doesn't carry the pagan connotations anymore. He says, I'm, I'm more concerned about a new paganism that gets laid on top of Christian holidays. So he's, mm-hmm. he's not really worried about Christmas trees, Yule logs, gift giving, mistletoe kissing, those kind of classic uh, celebrations of Christmas. But he's, he's more worried about what Christmas has become today, uh, how it's intermingling with the secular world. So... While I totally understand why so many Christians hold back from celebrating Christmas, today we're going to help those who are celebrating Christmas, uh, and uh, we're going to look at three things that perhaps we could be a little bit more careful about um, as we uh, celebrate, and, and nine things, nine suggestions that can help you um, and your family take back this season and place Christ right in the center. Mm. So uh, my darling, if you could start us off. Yeah, well, I I think going on what you said just about taking back Christmas and putting right at the center, really, first we just got to look at scripture. Mm -hmm. So I want to look at Luke 2, um, verses just 10 and 11 for right now. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
hearts, right? Mm. So the good news is what we are celebrating, the yeah. gospel message that Jesus has come into the world to save sinners. Well, the first thing that I want us uh, to be careful of and, and bring to our attention is our attitude towards receiving uh, or getting, as we um, mm. <laughs> speak of at Christmas time. What what can I get for Christmas? Yeah. Um, Christians, I think, need to be less uh, about uh, what I can get out of Christmas uh, and more about what we can give. Um, yeah, I think um, in Acts 20, it tells us that we uh, it's better for us to give than to receive. And I think that's a good... That's right. And I think we need to be teaching our, our children particularly, not, not just your own children, but if you have grandchildren or uh, young kids in your church and, and reminding ourselves that it is... It's a more joyous thing to give uh, and to to actually put some effort into maybe even creating gifts this mm. Christmas. I remember as a kid, actually, we used to do, there was uh, four kids in our family, so we would do a secret Santa and we'd only buy one gift for a sibling. And we had a young couple in the church that would take us to the mall, actually, to find gifts for one another. So it was a time for my parents to have some time away from the kids <laughs> and just a way for uh, family or single people as well in the church to take us out and go Christmas shopping mm. and be excited to give gifts to our brothers and sisters and to find that gift that we thought that they would really mm. appreciate. So it goes, good lesson for the kids and something that other people in the church can be a part of, maybe. Yeah. And then we, we also need to remember um, within this point of, of receiving that we're not to, in, in our giving, we're not to actually get into debt. Romans 13 mm. tells us that we're not to owe any man anything. Uh, so please make sure that you're not going overboard in your spending. Uh, some of us love giving gifts. That's great. But make sure that you do not find yourself mm. in debt come New Year's Eve. Yeah. All right. The second thing to be careful about this season is what we consume. This is the challenge for, I think, everyone. Yes. We're big culprits uh, in this uh, particular issue. Uh, gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I've already mentioned about not sharing my turkey with our little boy, Elisha, um, I think... <laughs> I think we've got to be very careful about how much food we're taking in on the mm -hmm. big day, remembering the poor, those who are less fortunate. Um, but also, you know, when we're at office parties. Yeah. Um, um, it, Ephesians 5 says, you know, to not get drunk with wine. So to keep to your be, head. Be we've got to be good examples. Yeah. yeah. Uh, examples of holiness to, um, to the people of the world. Mm -hmm. So, And then the third thing is we're to be careful about who we're worshipping. Um, we are beings who have been created to worship. Uh, and when we choose to suppress the knowledge of God, we just simply offset our worship elsewhere. Uh, we worship self, money, creatures, um, and the list goes on. Mm. Yeah, I think definitely during Christmas time, creatures like... Santa um, mm. relationships. There's all kinds of things that can outshine the real That's right. reason for Christmas. I, I think Christmas has often been made out to be quite a romantic holiday. Mm. And so especially for those of you who are single, you know, desiring to be with someone this Christmas, um, it's a good thing to, to desire a husband or a wife, but don't make a big thing of it as we um, celebrate Christ. It's, mm. it's another day. 
um, another day that we've been designed to create, uh, to, to be worshipping Christ. Um, and, and, and always remember, J.I. Packer says that uh, theology, the study of God, is for doxology, for worship. Uh, so we have been designed to worship Christ. When we know about what he's done, uh, that then causes us to mm. praise his name. And that kind of leads us into the next um, segment of this podcast where Eric is going to look at nine various things that we can add to our Christmas calendar to, to take back this season for Christ. And she's going to start with, um, with worship. Uh, but before that, can you just read Luke chapter 2, verse 12 to 14, carrying on from where you left off before? Yes. So again, Luke 2, uh, starting at verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So I think this um, chapter leads perfectly into our first point of things you can do this Christmas is singing. Mm. Um, I think we like singing. We love singing. We always have music playing. (laughs) Um, I think Elisha thinks that's how you talk. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just hope he takes after his dad and his singing and not mine. But um, yeah, so there's so many ways that you can uh, do singing this Christmas. And actually, that's our first three points. So this is mm. just the beginning of, of song. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that we're doing this year, and I think is the fifth year, Yep. is Carols in the Park. That's the one. Yeah. It is on the 20th of December. At 7 p.m. at Albany Lake. So if you're in our neighborhood of, of the North Shore of Auckland, then come along and join us. There's also other ones scattered around the world. If you're in a, a colder part of the world, uh, often churches will hold um, services within their buildings. Mm, candlelight service. That's or... right. Yeah. And uh, and if you're in the South Island of New Zealand, then Rolleston uh, Baptist are holding their service on the 19th of December. Uh, so make sure you get in touch with them and, and, and support their their mm-hmm. efforts. And moving to number two, which is pretty similar to number one, is Christmas caroling. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing about Christmas caroling is it's also a way to encourage one another, um, also as a witness to people around you. Um, we grew up with a family that would have a Christmas party at their house, and we would end the evening going around the neighborhood every single door and singing Christmas carols. And it was fun for us and a witness to those that we were singing to. And they came to expect us every year, actually. So it was really yeah. a good time. I grew up in the Salvation Army, so we were all about the brass, not so mm-hmm. much singing. Uh, so <laughs> we jumped on the back of a truck and went around door to door as well. So, yeah, you may not be blessed with uh, great talents in the way of singing, but there is safety in numbers. So grab yes, your exactly. friends, your family. That's all where from I find church. safety. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just drag them around the neighborhood and, and share the message of Jesus through song. Those carols that have been written are loaded with the message of the gospel. Mm. Number three is Handel's Messiah. Mm. So if you're not that keen on singing yourself, maybe you want to hear someone else yeah. sing. It's really beautiful time. Jeremy took me two years ago to City Hall 
or sorry, I keep calling it City Hall, Town, Town Hall, Hall, Town Hall. That's the American version. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just beautiful. And I think going back to the verses that I read where the, there's a multitude of angels singing praises to God, um, while it, it doesn't compare to the multitude in heaven, there was quite a multitude that night. I think there were three different choirs. Yeah. Uh, probably about 200 people, I'd say. And Close it was to, just yeah. beautiful singing. It was just a wall of sound. Mm. And it was beautiful. And I think, too, of course, if if you're not able to do that, it's something you can listen to mm. at home. or And it's not too expensive as, as well. I'm not sure if they're doing it this year because of COVID, but yeah. uh, it's usually not been much more than $20, $30. Mm. Um, so, yeah, grab your family and, and have a listen to that. All right, number four. So kind of jumping back to Luke, um, if you start on December 1st, so I know we're a bit late now, but you could finish it if you double up maybe two chapters a day. Mm. Um, but on December 1st, if you start reading through the book of Luke, that will bring you to the end of it on Christmas Eve. Uh, we started this last year when someone recommended it to us, and it's just really cool to see, you know, you start with the birth of Jesus and ending with his ascension. So it's not just all about the birth of Christ. It's on Christmas Eve, you get a whole um, timeline of Jesus's life and that that's the celebration is that he's come for us and, and will come again. So I think, yeah, I really encourage you guys to do that. And again, I know it's late, but maybe double up and get to that chapter 24 on Christmas that's right. Eve. That's still doable. Uh, we also have number five, uh, another scripture-based um, idea is the Advent series. Uh, there are whole different ways you can do uh, an Advent series in your household. We've done them in our church in the past. Um, we, we are doing one this year, and we, we light candles, not for any religious reason, but just for ambiance, as we um, listen to J.D. Greer do a series uh, on Advent through Right Now Media, which is like a Christian Netflix. So if you if your church has that, make sure you mm. grab a login and uh, join in once a, a week throughout the weeks, four weeks of Christmas, and in, in listening to his teaching. Yeah, um, I think this um, we're doing the different names. That's right. Of God, and so the first week was Emmanuel, mm-hmm. and last week was uh, Wonderful Counselor. So it's That's been. Right. Yeah, really nice to listen yeah. to as a family. And then uh, Pastor Paul David Tripp has another series as well. He has a book that he's written on Advent, and and you can get the um, the reading series on the ESV Bible app uh, mm-hmm. for free. So uh, make sure you check that out. All right, next one: share your Christmas. Yeah, people shouldn't be alone mm-hmm. at Christmas. People shouldn't be alone, period. We should be... Yeah, all year round. Yeah. This. <laughs> we should be caring for the sick, the needy, the um, elderly. Uh, but this is a time, especially when um, it, it reminds us of our friends and family, and, mm. and especially those who have lost friends and family uh, this year with COVID and, and other uh, reasons. We, we need to keep an eye out yeah. on those people. I think uh, there's a lot of people as well because of COVID that aren't with family that they've planned to be with mm. or they might feel a bit more lonely this year. Um, so just, again, it's awesome having a summer Christmas. So it's it's easy to involve people. So maybe invite them to the beach, have a barbecue, um, Christmas Eve lunch or dinner. Someone invited us over last year and it was just really nice um, being with them on that special day and getting to know them and 
mm. sharing a meal. So I'd really encourage you to, yeah, share your holiday. Keep an eye out for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number seven, a manger scene. Did you, you have do? one? Oh, <laughs> we sure did, actually. Uh, we FaceTimed my dad today, and I saw it in the background, although I think it oh, might cool. be a different I one. It looked that. a lot newer and fancier, so I think it was a different one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yes, growing up, we had uh, quite a manger scene. It Probably my childhood um, exaggeration, I feel like there were about 50 pieces to it. But we would set it up on the mantle um, above the fireplace, and it was just really fun to set that up and put the sheep and the shepherds and the manger and Mary and Joseph in in the right place and have a star shining above the manger. So that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Sorry, our little boy just woke up. (laughs) He felt like he was being left out. Yeah. All right. Do you want a manger manger scene this year, Elisha? Yeah. Maybe. He says yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight, a shepherd's meal on Christmas Eve. So this suggestion was um, given to us by a family in the church. And it just sounds like a really great way to once again point back to the story. Um, so explain what is a shepherd's meal, Jeremy? Um. Yeah, it's just a suggestion that uh, shepherds would be eating a more humble meal. Uh, so soup and a uh, crusty piece of bread, which is always delicious. Um, but it just causes a family to sit down, read the story of the shepherds, and uh, remind themselves of um, the message of, of Jesus uh, mm. and, and who he came to first. Uh, not the kings, uh, not the powerful people, but some stinky shepherds. Um, probably having a very chill meal mm. uh, the night before Jesus was born. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to number nine, the last one, that is also something that you can do on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day. But my family did it on Christmas Eve, and it is a birthday cake for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. It was really fun. It was, a, of course, another opportunity for cake, but it was More also, <laughs> again, another point, uh, a pointer to... Christ into his birth. And I think in our childhood memories and our minds, it was just like a reminder that Jesus was real, a real baby born on this earth that had birthdays, that had family. Um, So we would make a cake, put candles in, turn the lights down, sing happy birthday, and yeah, just really enjoy the evening that way. So yeah, more food. Uh, Be careful of that gluttony because... you remember coming to our house for the first time. Yes, I do. For Chris, My first Christmas with Jeremy's family was a little overwhelming in the food department. I, have I don't know if I've ever felt that happy and also sick after a Christmas meal. I think there were about three different types of meat. It's all about stretching. Ten pants. veggies and a table full of dessert. They actually have a dessert table and a snack table. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So and we, you, the snack table is available all day, and the dessert, you know. We know how to do Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, uh, be careful of it, but um, use it to remind yourself yes. of, of Jesus. So this birthday cake is a fantastic idea, mm-hmm. I think. And it can be a small one. Yeah, it could. It could be a carrot. Cake. It could be a big one too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to bring someone around to share it with. Yes, <laughs> that that would be something fun to invite. 
maybe another family over or um, single people in the church. Yeah. Invite them over and have that celebration together. Mm. Well, uh, there's some food for thought. Um, Maybe try adding these things to your Christmas calendar so that you can place Jesus right there in the center, that he is truly Mm. your point of worship. So make sure that Christmas... Um, this Christmas, your devotion is to the celebration and the glory of God. Mm. So uh, thank you, my love, for yes, joining us and sharing. Uh, and thank you, Elisha, for tuning in at the last, um, in the last few moments. Uh, but also, please check out our Instagram page. Oh, and on that Instagram page, we would love to hear your Christmas tradition. So if you can yes. share that, that would be really great for us to hear and maybe we can start things next year and for other people as well following the page so that would be fantastic uh let us know what you guys do yeah so tune in and subscribe to more episodes of welcome to babylon